0: Welcome to Life with Zan. I'm your host and friend, Zan Farrow. This podcast was designed to celebrate how each of us breathe life into our own little corners of the world. Whether through work or play, it is my hope to honor the process and encourage others to do the same. Welcome to Life with Zan. Welcome to my second solo episode of season four of Life with Zan. We have had three special guests so far come on the podcast this season. If you have not yet had a chance to listen to those episodes, I highly recommend you tune in episode two of the season was with patricia tram the designer behind strut interiors she does multifamily interior design and shares a lot about her experience in starting her own business after working in hospitality interior design our second guest was yessi lopez she owns yes yes tamales based here out of dallas and has so many interesting stories and unique experiences around career and travel that contribute to what she does and how she does it and our third guest of the season has been Kayleen Elise she is an intuition coach and friend of mine on Instagram I so enjoy following her and her work. She is a calm, peaceful place on the internet and does a really great job of explaining how to connect to your intuition, what that looks like, what it means. And I know we all hear the word intuition, but having the opportunity to really break it down and kind of humanize that experience and learn what that can look like for you is really valuable. So, I can't wait to hear what you think about the episodes if you have not yet listened. Again, I enjoy listening back as I was editing and am so grateful that these people have agreed to come on the podcast and I am also looking forward to the next six guests we have for the remainder of the season. After today's solo episode, we will have three guest episodes and then another solo episode three more guests, and then a final episode to wrap up season four at the end of May. My goal has been for each of these solo episodes to be a bit of a check-in, like touching base, seeing how we're progressing throughout the year, and more specifically this spring season, and Just sharing how it's unfolding in my little corner of the world and maybe you can relate to some of the experiences I'm having and really just sharing how I'm embracing new pieces of myself and my life and I have seen so many people around me just kind of evolve in such unique and exciting ways, especially in the last two years. So I think it's important to share my personal experience, not because it is that interesting, but just to remember that we're all kind of on our own interesting, unique, wild journey. And the more we talk about the ups and downs and the highs and lows of it all, It kind of humanizes the experience and I think puts a little less pressure on the outcome. And as always, the reminder to live in the present, in the here and now, and enjoy this moment. So what I really wanted to chat about today is a feeling I've had a few different times in my life where... I'm stepping into what I kind of feel is like the biggest, best version of myself. Now, again, just thinking about that sounds like, oh, you're hitting a high, like you're having a great moment in your career or your personal life and you're feeling excited and fulfilled and like getting recognition for who you are as a person or your work etc and I've come to kind of understand this emotion and I see it as something positive and good because anytime we show up as our true authentic selves and we're embraced that's probably the best feeling ever You know, when we show up and we kind of like, let's say, water ourselves down or just kind of um, maybe act a little different just to kind of like get by in a social situation or any experience like that where we're not just kind of like fully showing up 100% you, all your quirks, all your goodness, all the baggage that we each carry around, whatever it is that embodies you. When was the last time you like showed up somewhere and were, was like, here I am, this is me, and I'm happy with it, and I'm joyful, and I'm attracting the exact right people and exact right things in my life? I know for me, that has not always been the case. But recently, I've started to recognize patterns, and I can look back and see certain times where I feel like I'm living out that fullest expression of me. That's kind of a weird phrase, like stepping into yourself or being the fullest expression of you. But in my mind, that means feeling good about yourself and feeling comfortable in kind of sharing who you are. And kind of, there's a bit of expansion there, right? It's not just, hey, this is me today. This is like, I am stepping into who I'm going to be, who I visualize myself as, how I see my life going, you know, just that growth, that expansion, that kind of like next step forward is what I see when I'm thinking about that word or, or sorry, phrase, stepping into yourself or you know, the next best version of yourself, whatever that means for you, it can be something completely different. But for in my mind, as long as it feels good, and feels positive, and you feel safe, like you can be yourself, and you're happy, then it's a positive experience in my book. And the reason I've been thinking about this a lot is because, I feel like I'm experiencing one of these seasons again, where I'm stepping into myself, feeling really positive and good, but my mind likes to do the special thing it does where it wants to overthink and worry, which is silly, right? So if something positive happens in our lives or we're feeling great, why is there this part of us not everyone deals with this I'm aware but some of us deal with this like little voice that creeps up and is like but is this really what we think as good as we think it is or are you really going to be as happy as you feel right now what those little like gross thoughts that kind of rise to the surface and show up to try and try and ruin a good day or a happy moment and I can't help but have those thoughts pop up and I think the goal is to acknowledge them and you know redirect the thought towards the good feeling thing and so I'm choosing to be here and now acknowledge the good in this moment and allow myself to be happy and feel good about stepping into myself and as always i think it's important to highlight that most days don't feel like this at least not for me a lot of days are just kind of like showing up you know i look in the mirror it's the same person i go through the same routines i you know still i'm doing the same everyday things answering emails i'm answering emails i have zoom calls i have to cook dinner i have to check the mail i try and get outside for you know my mental health I try and take care of myself, and things are always kind of feeling like this ebb and flow, but I still think it's important to pause and make time for acknowledgement, and I know this can be difficult for many people. I'd like to think I'm good at it. I'm not the best, but I'm getting better. I'm getting better at acknowledging the good and feeling positive and expanded And I just want to feel happy and grateful in this moment. So that's what I've been working on. And maybe you've experienced something similar where you've had a hard time kind of embracing that things are good or allowing yourself to enjoy a good moment. And I'm here to remind you that you are 1000% allowed to have fun right now and celebrate your wins no matter how small. Enjoy just... Life. You don't have to be moving um, so fast in one direction to be able to enjoy and have fun, right? That's kind of the process of life. We want to have happiness now, not just when you achieve that next thing. So something to think about going forward. And really, if you haven't had that feeling in a long time, or you're not really sure what stepping in yourself looks like, Maybe sit down and set some intentions for yourself of what that could look like. Because it gets to be whatever you want it to be. And as I said, as long as you're happy and safe and it feels good and you're feeling like it's a hell yes type of situation, not a hell no, then I think all is well. But have fun with it. Maybe create a list of like what being the fullest expression of you looks like and who? What are they doing every day? What are their daily rituals? What are they having for breakfast? What kind of car do they drive? What do they do in their free time? These details can feel pretty silly um, in the beginning. But anytime I've done an exercise this, every time I look back, it's exactly what I wrote down. It's exactly what I wrote down or even better than I imagined. So it's kind of fun to play with. No pressure just fun, just play. It can be hard to turn off that part of ourselves that wants to like snap our fingers and be on the mountaintop having gone through the entire process of getting to the top, all the difficult moments, the stumbles, the falls, the dehydration, everything involved. Um, But you know, it takes some time to get up there. And when I was kind of preparing for this episode, I was thinking a lot about, like, the visual in my mind. I'm a visual learner, so I always have, like, visuals going on, and that's kind of how I process everything going on around me. And then when thinking about this particular episode, I was kind of thinking about that, this mountaintop analogy. But I was also thinking, you know what, if, let's say I'm on a mountaintop right now. I'm feeling good, things are going great, things are going the direction I want them to go, I'm feeling happy, confident, and that's not to say there's not fear or concern or, you know, those little um, worrisome thoughts that you have that kind of creep up, but with that I'm thinking, okay, I'm here, I'm feeling good, but I know that at some point in time I want to get to this next mountaintop. And I was like, okay, so realistically, let's say we were really climbing two mountains that are, let's say they're a mile apart from one another. So I'm at the top of this first mountain. How am I going to get to the top of the other mountain? Is there a bridge between the top of this mountain and that mountain? I'm sure that's a thing, but in reality, probably not. In reality, you're probably going to have to Take a rest while you're at the top of the mountain because, you know, you got to get your strength because you have to climb back down that mountain. And you're going to be able to celebrate yourself all the way back down and enjoy it. And sometimes the way down is a bit faster than the way up, which is always nice. But then you're going to be at the bottom of the mountain eventually looking at your second mountain. And it can be easy to think oh, I don't know if I need to do this again. I already did. I already went up that mountain. And it can feel defeating to be between those two mountaintops. But in order to get to the topic, we have to climb the second mountain. And that might mean facing fears around your career or having difficult conversations with people that you've been avoiding or finally organizing parts of your house you have been avoiding for so long or maybe pushing yourself to take try that activity you hadn't ever done but wanted to do there are these little nudges and guides pushing us slowly towards things we want to do who we want to be and that's all a part of going up the mountain I think and I think I know for me personally the idea of climbing another mountain sounds pretty freaking awful um I appreciate a challenge I like structure I like rules I like a to-do list that part of climbing a mountain sounds fun it's also nice climbing a mountain when you know It's going to be like an easy win, right? You're like, oh, I can easily get up that mountain and then I can celebrate myself and it's going to be so fun. But my mind tells me that there's more mountains to climb. And while that may be true, we cannot and probably should not focus on that. It's turning it around and being present in the here and now not too much wishing for being in the full expression of oneself envisioning it is great and setting intentions for it is awesome and working towards becoming that version of you you want to be is amazing like that's something to be proud of but we can't wish away where we are now and we can't overanalyze the future, even though, oh, I have tried. Um, unfortunately, that does not work. Um, I am a poster child for someone who has tried to think my way through things, and it doesn't work like that, unfortunately. If it did, they, you know, who knows where I'd be, but the truth is, um, life's a lot more satisfying when we can be in the fullest expression of who we are right now, even if that's not who we would have thought we would have been, right? Maybe your um, per- social life looks different than it did five years ago. Or your romantic relationships aren't the same as it was five years ago. That's okay. Who is the fullest expression of you today? And how can you become that person? And what what does that person look like in the future? And how are they enjoying right now? Not how would they enjoy it if they had that job title or if they had that relationship. How would they enjoy it right now? And this is all a reminder to me to like be doing these things because while I can take notes on it and plan and have intentions to chat about it here, if I'm not doing it, then really what's the point? So I appreciate that you guys are on this journey with me and we're doing these things together and rewriting kind of our views on who we are because not because there's anything wrong with exactly who we are but because we want to kind of be in the driver's seat of our own lives not that whole like I'm just what happens to me and is what happening around me it's way more fun when you feel empowered and in control and to a certain extent and get to while you are in control also kind of take a step back it's this like push and pull of i'm here i'm showing up i have say so over many things in my life and while some things could come in and go i get to choose how i get to feel so let's say you're feeling down and out because i've definitely been there a few times in the last two years what does it look like to return to yourself We can start with those setting those intentions of who who this person is, what this person does. And then the next step being like, how do I get to be to this place? I know for me, it's like usually the simplest things. Like I've mentioned, staying on top of taking care of my environment, staying on top of taking care of my mental health, physical health, all those things. If those things are being neglected, that's the fastest way I've, for me, you know, things get a little off. So check in that whole mind, body, spirit part of you. Are any of those areas lacking? Do they need love attention? How can you care for yourself and take small steps to return to you? The older I get, I do hear a lot of adults talk about how they felt like they were their truest selves when they were a kid. And you kind of hear people chat about this concept where we're more ourselves then because over time influence and just growing up turns us into someone who's doing what they believe is expected of them in order to fit into society, in order to have, make money, in order to build a life here on this earth. And along the way, sometimes some of us set aside pieces of ourselves that we don't necessarily identify with anymore or understand how it fits into our lives anymore. I was thinking a bit about this. So I played volleyball in, and started in, started in elementary school, but I really played like more so middle school, high school when I played in school and in club. And In those years, playing a sport was such a big part of my life. And when I was done, there's a part of your identity that kind of like turns off. I see this a lot with athletes and especially for people that like, you know, play in college and pro, I see them, you're so interconnected with this part of you. It is uh, something that is in your mind and it is a big part of how you move your body every day and it is your social circle. It's how you spend your time. It's for many people how you end up living in a certain city and state because of where you were playing sports or where you moved forward to play professionally like it is your whole identity and world and when that ends it's kind of like well who am I now? And I see a lot of people, myself included, think, well, I'm not a volleyball player anymore just because I stopped playing. And for me, I think I was like, well, I'm not athletic anymore because I stopped playing or I'm not in shape anymore because I stopped playing. That's an identity. And I've observed so many people around me do this exact thing with different areas. Sports is just something that really comes to mind. But on the other side of the coin, there's this other part of like my life where I went to school for interior design. It's something I loved. It's something that to this day is a big part of my life and who I am. And I'm in this weird place where it's not my job anymore. It's like a side thing I get to do for fun. Um, not taking on a lot of projects at a time. It's just like another creative outlet. I'm comfortable with people calling me an interior designer, even though that's not my full-time job anymore. I was not comfortable with people calling me an athlete or volleyball player when I wasn't playing anymore. I guess it's something in us that feels like we have to be actively in the game in some way, shape, or form to deserve that title or role. And I like the idea of those titles being a part of us for forever. Now... Titles are kind of silly because, you know, when you end up labeling something, you're also mislabeling it. If you're calling, you know, a dog a four-legged animal, you're also mislabeling it. You're leaving out a lot of things. You might be leaving out that this four-legged animal has long hair or short hair, that it lives inside, that it is domesticated, (laughs) that it uh, has... um, pet or other animal siblings like we when and I try and remind myself this all the time so labels are tricky but they can often play such a big part of our identity so I've been thinking a lot about it because it's less about necessarily what other people like refer to us as but more about how we view ourselves how we label ourselves because it can be hurtful or helpful and i starting to kind of look at the labels I have for myself and what those things mean. And um, not because they actually are hard and fast, you know, titles, like I said, they labeling is mislabeling. But it's fun to look at. It's fun to consider. And it's important to see maybe where there are thoughts or labels that are kind of standing in your way or between you and enjoying something. So for example, like when I said, I felt like I wasn't an athlete anymore when I stopped playing volleyball last year, I felt this nudge to play tennis. And there was this kind of underlying thought of like, but that's not me anymore. I'm not allowed to be that person because I stopped playing sports in whatever time, you know, over 10 years ago. So unfortunately, they're no longer for me but that's hilarious because we, we know that's not true. We know that many people play one sport their whole life and then change and play a completely different sport in college and go pro. That happens all the time. We are not one thing. We are not one identity. And we get to return to something if we want to and enjoy it again and rediscover. Um, so that's, that's kind of been a bit on my mind, especially when it comes to tennis. I was able to finish out my initial lessons Shelby got me for Christmas, and I've absolutely loved it. It is time for me to start going to some clinics, and I've been avoiding it. I'm not gonna lie. I'm a little nervous. It's just, it feels like putting yourself out there, which is hilarious because it's, you know, it's me, myself, and other adults that are brand new to playing tennis, but I am a little nervous about it. So hopefully by the next time I come back on a solo episode, I will have gone to at least one because I'm going to be honest, I'm not going to be out there playing tennis when it's 90 and 100 degrees out in the summer. It's not happening. Um, But just something I've been thinking about and something to consider for yourself, like what are titles you have for yourself or titles you thought you had to give up because Of a silly reason in our mind. And have fun with that. It's not to overthink or overanalyze, but really just to maybe reshape and reframe your identity of yourself so you can step into who you really want to be. Because if I'm being honest, if I'm stepping into who I really want to be, that person does enjoy playing sports here and there. And if I didn't accept that I wanted to play tennis, then I wouldn't be able to. Be that version of me also along the same lines gray hair I how I am at three months about growing out now and I am so so happy with the decision and this experience isn't so much as stepping into the fullest expression of myself which it kind of is because it's kind of fun but it also brings a lot a lot of the feelings of my word of the year which if you haven't been around is playful somehow some way growing out my gray hair feels playful which feels like an oxymoron because in my mind playful is like a youthful word and gray hair is like an older person thing but in my feelings they are one gray hair is playful and whimsical and exciting. And I hope I continue to feel this way. I think as long as I continue to like follow my intuition as things go along, I will be able to maintain positive emotions around my hair or playing a sport or any other changes that come along the way. And I, I'm just so happy to have the space to share and hopefully connect with some of you on some of the things that are in your mind standing between you and your fullest expression of self. And this can feel like kind of the funniest exercise or task, but also like the easiest and most fun because who doesn't want to feel like their best version of themselves and not just like setting crazy goals, but also just kind of like that looking within and, and reframing. That's the most fun to me because I feel like that's the fastest transformation I've ever experienced with myself or working with a coaching client, even an interior design client, is the reframing in your mind. Sounds silly, works wonders. So if all of what we've chatted about resonates with you, What is it that you want to step into if you've kind of drifted away from the version of you you were as a child? What is it that you want to return to? Basically, what is it that maybe you want to unlearn in order to become closer to your truest self? I love you guys. I have so enjoyed going through season four with you sharing these fun interviews, talking about just like being the best, most exciting, most aligned version of you ever. This is who I want to be in 2022. I can't wait to see your growth and transformations. I will see you next week. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Life with Zan. If you like what you hear, go ahead and rate and review the podcast to give Life with Zan a little boost. We will be back each week from March through May. I'll see you next Thursday.